Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Judith Rivers, who, along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to God through Christ, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to his family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments, and help us see scripture in action with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to our hosts, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Our guest today is Karen Love. Karen is a retired marketing executive who coaches young professionals, now board chair for the center, formerly known as Rainbow Senior Center. Karen is dynamic, passionate, and experienced. Her current pup would introduce Karen and her husband as the humans who rescued her. <laughs> Karen, welcome to God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Mickey. So happy to be here. Oh, well, I'm excited to, for our listeners to learn all about your dogs. Thank you. Because you have a little bit of an unusual story. I do. You didn't get dogs until you were an adult. Exactly. Tell us about why you were a child without a dog. I was because I was raised with an engineer marine daddy who had an allergy. Oh. And so we weren't allowed to have pets as, as young uh, children. Well, you know, I can see as an engineer marine, <laughs> there's a little bit of an unpredictableness with having a pet, isn't there? There certainly is because yeah. uh, it could be a little bit rigid at our house, I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like you're terribly rigid, so even without a puppy, it sounds like you did okay. Well, maybe my puppies have helped me to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So what inspired you to get a dog later in life? 
Well, I think it was something I was just missing, but I was uh, in a, a training session with a guy that uh, his uh, mother had seen some puppies labradors uh-huh. that were really needing a home and he showed me the picture of his puppy and i took it to my husband and i said oh these are so cute i'd like to go see this puppy uh-huh. and didis goes karen you don't just go see puppies no you don't <laughs> so we did we made an appointment to go look at the puppies with the idea that I had actually prayed to see if I could make the commitment to having a dog because I didn't know what that would be like. But, you know, I was working a lot of hours a week, so was my husband. But I feel like it was something I was missing in my life, something something to love because I didn't have any children at home, uh-huh, that kind uh-huh. of thing. So we went to uh, look at the puppies. And uh, at that time, I thought, I really need to take a break and let's go to lunch to see if it's something that I really can do. And so I told the owner of the puppies, because this uh, mother dog was really needing people to take these puppies away. She was uh, in bad shape, not oh. able to, to feed them. They were at five weeks old. Oh, wow. And, yeah. s- and so we went to lunch. And then I said to Dennis, I said, let's go over to Walmart and just look at some some puppy supplies you know <laughs> so I really I guess basically had already decided so while we were over there shopping and looking at things we ran into the lady that owned these puppies and we had told her we we didn't know if we'd be back or not she looked at me and uh, stuff was in our cart she said I guess you're coming back to pick one right <laughs> it was I a pretty that, good giveaway it, it was yeah. and so we did go back and they were all walking around and I really wanted to be sure that I picked one that would fit fit in and so next thing I know the dog that we knew as Austin for 14 years uh, the male uh, little chocolate lab came over and put his big old head and blue eyes on my foot wow blue eyes uh, yeah, back then blue eyes that is yeah, interesting they did change but they were oh, blue, okay. they were blue then. he was still so young that, that's right oh. well he was as big as between my wrist and my elbow just uh-huh. that small oh, absolutely wow. so came and we named him Austin or Captain Austin after my dad's Marine captain who was very involved with the SPCA uh-huh. uh, in uh, it, you know Eastern United States. Yeah, so that was a natural. Well, that's interesting that you adopted as your first puppy one that needed so much help. Yeah. So tell us about that. How did how did you adjust and what did you need to do for Austin? Well, I didn't know anything. Uh-huh. And so I did reach out to a lot of friends who had had uh, the experience of other dogs, and uh, they really did help to advise me. And then uh, my little uh, puppy, Austin, had gotten a puppy mange. And so oh, wow. uh, we had taken him to a vet that I didn't think the treatment was really something I wanted to see a puppy go through. So there was a pet shop that advised us to go to a different veterinarian, which we did. And from there, we went to a different training group that helped us actually learn how to raise a puppy. Oh, you wow. know? And so, and it really was a learning experience for probably the puppy and for for us, yeah. but we, uh, it was immediate love, mm-hmm. immediate love. Well, you know, it's really interesting that you talk about going to a group that would give you support. Exactly. What kinds of things did they tell you about? Well, it would be uh, different things like uh, how, how do you go 
teach the dog to go to the bathroom? How do you how do you tell them to let you know that it's time to do this or to do that? And so it was really uh, everything from from A to Z, which reminds uh-huh. me of, you know, why we need uh wise counsel from other people on our own lives. It uh, really helped me to to see things in a, a different perspective. Isn't it interesting how we can learn things that make all kinds of common sense in life, um, but we don't think of it that way exactly. until after we have our puppies. Exactly, our exactly. Interesting. And it did, it progressed really, really well. And I, I felt like I was a natural, just fell in love with Austin and just different things because we had stairs in our home. And But just teaching Austin as he was little, you know, got to be where he could, you know, go down the stairs with a little biscuit at a time. So it was literally one step at a time, uh-huh. which is very much like our lives, as, yes. as we both know. Yes, that is so true. And it's interesting because you got him so, when he was so little, physically, Yes, um, there was a lot of development going yes. on as well as growth. There was. There yeah. was. And yeah. t- uh, teaching uh, different things were not acceptable uh, as well. And I mean, we went through everything from, you know, getting rolls of toilet paper all over the house to really being uh, where they looked like he would remind. You know, mm-hmm. he would not uh, do those types of things. I never had to worry about Austin chewing up the furniture or chewing a shoe or anything like that because we had, I guess, disciplined him mm-hmm. uh, in a very loving way yeah. uh, from the time that he was little. And we also had guidance of how to do that, Yeah, you know, which is something that we experience discipline because as we know, God chastises those he loves, even though it's tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can step out of line. That's true. Yeah. So that makes me think about um, being a part of a community, belonging to a community yep. of God's. Yes. So we can have wise counsel. Right. How have you seen that play out in your life? Well, I think I've always sought out wise counsel, and I don't know if it was just in my DNA or if it was just from hard lessons early in life where a lot of people uh, had the love in their heart and reached out to help me. And it really does uh, guide you that this is what you should do with other people as well. So uh, really hard lessons help you to learn and get better and Mm -hmm. I don't know how in my business I could have done what I was blessed to do without maybe, I think there was about seven different coaches in my life that were due different stages of my life. And Mm -hmm. so just like with Austin or with now Allie, there's different stages that we go through where they may need different things. And Mm -hmm. I think the wise counsel we get, it's the same way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. And I I think about too, um, our relationship with God as it grows we have different stages yes. I've heard people say we go through different seasons in our life that may be a little bit different than a stage of uh, growth right um, but that makes me think about that as well right and it's the it's interesting because we always as humans would like to have things go nice and smooth but as we all know that it's the harder times the tough times where we really do learn as mm-hmm. long as we're open to that to realize and to actually be grateful for that Mm -hmm. and so I I just 
I just relate in this conversation to having a pet to watch out for and a dog that learns and being able to nurture them and see them do things like like teaching Austin to actually use this angel chime on the door. When uh, he wanted to go out, he'd go up and do his nose, let the chime go, and then I mm-hmm. would know to let him out. So mm-hmm. just little lessons like that that were a little bit tough to teach, but once he got it, he had it. Yeah. And I think I've been the same way with God being persistent about, you will learn this. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to teach you how to use that angel bell on the doorknob. That's right. And you're going to feel so good about it because I'll know how to respond. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you how to do it. Just pay attention, Karen. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I want to learn more about Austin and Allie, but before we do that, I'd like to take a little break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, Great. and that's the Rivers Team with Phyllis Brown. The Rivers team with Phyllis Browning are husband and wife, Judith and Dwayne Rivers. I can attest to the Rivers team's deep understanding of residential and ranch properties. Judith and Dwayne genuinely care for clients. The Rivers team handles it all from strategizing before the listing to staging, marketing, negotiating, and closing a favorable deal. Buying and selling real estate is stressful. The Rivers team makes the process as enjoyable as possible. That's how the Rivers team is reinventing real estate. TheRiversTeam.com God on Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, The Rivers team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodandOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want to Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. You're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our guest today is Karen Love. Karen is a retired marketing executive who coaches young professionals. Karen is board chair for the center, formerly known as Rainbow Senior Center. Before the break, Karen told us about her dogless childhood and her first dog, Chocolate Lab Austin. Welcome, Karen. We're so happy you joined us. Thank you. I love talking about my dogs. Yeah. Well, you know, Austin was with you for, you said, 14 years. 14 years. So he just passed away not too long ago, didn't he? Well, in December of 21. 21. Yes. So it's a little, well, it'll be two years this upcoming December. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned you have another dog, Allie. Had you planned on getting a new dog that fast? No. In fact, I really wondered if I ever would want one because I loved Austin so much. Yeah, I think a lot of people can identify with that. You know, you just can't replace them, can you? No, you can't. And, of course, I think we've talked, Meg, that that I was one of those people that criticized people that treated their dogs like family. And then I became one of them. (laughs) 
I guess we need to be careful about what we say, don't we? Yeah, we really do. I eat my words all the time. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, yes, um, I was uh, having my nails done down at uh, Beyond Bliss, and uh, the, the topic came up of was I ready to get another puppy? And they had actually seen several pictures of dogs that they were showing me, and I thought, no, no, no. And then uh, towards December of last year, I was shown a picture of, uh, now I know, Atley. And the story was told to me that she had been abandoned and that uh, been rehomed a couple of times. And I told my husband about her and actually showed a picture to her and we thought maybe this would be a good opportunity because, believe it or not, I had been praying about if I should get an abandoned or some dog that it, that needed to, you know, have a home uh-huh. that, that had been given away or lost or whatever. Right. And so I thought that would be a better way to go than to find a puppy or something like that. Uh-huh. And then... This just happened, yeah. and so it wasn't just a coincidence, nothing is, and yeah. so uh, God felt like it was the right time for us, and uh, we were uh, at home, and a woman from the area we live in brought Allie from Houston, where she had had her son pick him up. Uh-huh. Uh, she did not like that, that uh, Allie had been rehomed after they had found Allie at Bulverde Airport abandoned. Oh, wow. And so mm-hmm. she had done everything she had to do, had too many dogs, but she had given it to another person. And it just didn't work out with the rehomes uh, uh-huh. for a lot of different reasons. And so she brought Allie to us. And from the time we saw her that evening, we've had her and we love her. <laughs> yeah. What kind of dog is she? Well, we're going to call her a German wire hair uh-huh. uh, because we were told that she was part uh, part lab and part poodle. And she really appears more like a German wire hair. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It, uh-huh. So it's, uh, I know that they said that that was their DNA, but everybody that sees her said that she resembles more that. So. You know, it's interesting, your story of how Allie came to live with you. Yes. Um, so many people say, well, how do I know if I hear God? Right. You know, and uh, you gave a beautiful example of how that worked. That's true. There are the true. steps you, you prayed about it. Yes. You had a specific prayer. Right. Is this the right thing or not? Right. You saw a lot of other possibilities, but for some reason they didn't match. And that's in everything in life. And, and as we know, it doesn't always work out the way we have pictured, but God has the higher purpose. And if I'm talking to myself, if I'll just be quiet and listen, then uh, it works out better than if I try to take everything under my own control. Mm-hmm. And Allie was just like that. And it's so interesting that it seems more likely when I look back at it than when I'm living through it because you really wonder. And then you go, well, of course, that's what happened. You had prayed and, and that's what happened because the the word does say, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And I guess even dogs come underneath that. Sure. If we submit our life to, to Christ, he'll be, he is trustworthy, right? That's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I've learned at this this stage in my life, in my fourth quarter in life, yeah. you know, I really do. I've seen that work more than not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Hallie, how has Allie changed? Because I imagine as an abandoned dog that had been rehomed a few times, she had some issues, maybe even learning how to trust you. Yeah. Uh, oh, without a doubt. And it's uh, it's a time 
taking thing and the fact that we've just been there and I make sure she's not left alone for long periods of time and just paying attention to her and she's gradually getting more and more and more comfortable and now we've experimented with certain things where she knows we're coming back now and when we came back from this long trip that we were in I had uh, one of my best friends come and stay in our home and keep her who loves dogs so uh-huh. we didn't move her out of the environment Cindy came to stay with her and keep her and of course Cindy fell in love with her I mean you can't meet her and not fall in love with her so it was funny when we showed up <laughs> we had to be sure she was outside when she saw us because she gets excited and she will piddle <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> it's a, you know typical girl dog right uh-huh. and so but she she was doing that <laughs> you know she got so excited that we were back and then she knew that we would would come uh-huh. back again once again. Yeah, so it yeah. was really nice because it's uh, it's how we feel when we we feel like that Jesus is there supporting us all the time, and then all of a sudden something happens, and then we know that He's there. And at first you wonder, and uh-huh. then and then it, the proof is there. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it great that God doesn't leave us the way we are? Absolutely. Just like Allie, mm-hmm. you didn't leave her the way she was. You nope. understood what was happening with her. Right. How have you seen that play out in your life as far as how God worked with you to make you the person you are today? Well, it's it's a tough, tough road. Uh, it's like somebody may look at you and go, oh, everything seems perfect. You know, all of this and that. You've got this and that. No, uh, the life experiences have been tough. Losing everything in life, starting over, just knowing that when you were wondering how you would get through, it was God that was carrying you through the way. And now you look back and you know that's what happened. When you're going through the tough times, when you have the faith, you know just because the Word tells you, but then you know because you've experienced it, that he's been with you the whole time. And that's how I think Allie has been, Mm -hmm. uh, to say the least. Yeah. It's too bad Allie can't tell a story. I wish she could. Now, we can tell a story, right? Right. And um, stories are important, aren't they? They are. They really are. And, you know, and just to flip back to Austin for a second, the one story uh, uh, about Austin that comes to my mind is we're, we're sitting here for some reason. It was like Austin would go with me every weekend to take care of my mom and dad yes okay uh-huh. and and drive with me in the back seat of the car and look up over and is when we got there uh to they lived out in the middle of, of rural northeast texas uh, austin would go in and sit at mom and dad's feet and of course i've lost them now i mean mm-hmm. in 2014 and 2016 but when uh, he would go with me out there he was great company on the long six hour drive to and from but while we were there, he was great company. And the interesting thing is that my dad, who had the allergies, uh-huh. at first kind of looked in with the doc. But then it's like he enjoyed watching Austin. It made him laugh because my daddy was paralyzed and couldn't talk. He had aphasia for oh, the last okay. eight years of his life. Oh, wow. And so it was funny because he did approve and he'd, he'd giggle, you know, and get, get a kick out of watching Austin. And Austin would just sit, you know, at the end. And it was like the dogs instinctively know when they need to be there and comfort, and they're very comforting to people that are going through things like my mom and dad were. Yeah, isn't that interesting how your dad 
came to appreciate dogs. Maybe his allergies weren't so bad after all. Well, I really think there's something to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we can. it's possible to grow out of allergies or move and have a different... Yeah, yeah. No. I, th- I think, Meg, you've hit on a really high point that probably I realize now that I didn't younger because I think I was kind of in the mode of, I was the oldest child and you just obeyed. <laughs> yes, I get that. I'm the oldest child too. I get that. Don't rock the boat. Exactly. Just do what you're told. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I find it so interesting that your experience with Austin and your parents and caring for them for a number of years has really inspired you in retirement. I mean, obviously, you love to mentor younger professionals. I do. But in, uh, you're also working with an, the older generation now yes. through the center. Yes. Tell us about the center. Wonderful. I would love to do that because it's been a passion for me. Uh, because of uh, experiencing taking care of my mom and dad for all of those years, they were on what was called a Meals on Wheels program. Uh-huh. And every day, a driver would show up and have meals for them uh, and come in and see how they were doing and be a bridge to the outside world. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first learned on um, Meals on Wheels. And as I was uh, moving to from Houston to Bernie, uh, I was looking for some place to serve. And I met uh, a a wonderful woman named Callie Red through the Leadership Bernie class. And she had said, Karen, I I hear your story and I think I know a not-for-profit that you would love working with. And so she introduced me to Olivia Burdick and uh, Gavin Grossenbacher and several Mm -hmm. other people that were on the board there. And uh, I went over and I talked to them, and I guess it was an interview because next, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And, the, and the next thing I knew, I was asked to, to be on the board to serve. Mm-hmm. And it was just what I was looking for. And it was like the Esther story, you know, just in time. It uh-huh. was the, the right place at the right, right time. time. And uh, well, so the center there. does more than. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say just because it's such a huge and important program. Certainly. Just Meals on Wheels. Certainly, but they do a lot more for our senior community, don't they? Oh, without a doubt, it is an entire program uh, enriching the quality of life for older adults, uh, and it's through a system of programs that guide us to live well as we age. Because we're trying not to use the word senior citizen, because our group and the whole new uh, aging community has decided that they have nixed that out. It's like a, a circle with a line through it. You right. just don't, you don't <laughs> say it anymore. And there's activities, there's fitness, there's dining, health and wellness. Uh, of course, the Meals on Wheels we've talked mm-hmm. about. We have transportation through the center and uh, taking people to doctor's appointments, pharmacy, local errands. And then we have a medical loan closet, if you can uh-huh. believe that. And volunteers. We have 250 volunteers there uh, who daily go and serve and act as the bridge, just as those people did to my folks Uh uh, to help. They have put in about 19,800 volunteer hours, volunteered at the center. And last year, we had at that time 250 volunteers. Now, I just came from a board meeting. We have 357 volunteers. Oh, and these awesome. people give very freely of their yeah, time. That's so great. That's so great. Well, there's a big anniversary coming up. There is. How are you celebrating that? Well, it's our 40th anniversary. That's amazing. So, in fact, one of the wonderful women, Sandra Bradley, who uh, was at the beginning of this, is still on the board. And we are serving uh, uh, all kinds kinds of people at this event. We're having it for the first time at the Cana Ballroom. It's going to be on Saturday, November the 11th. 
and it will be uh, starting at six in the evening and there will be tables and silent auction live auctions in fact i just got back from my fourth trip that i bought through one of the live auctions at this event it has formerly been at mark motors and as many know bill bird that owns mark motors has been on the board and he's going to be the upcoming chair of the board by the way and so uh, we are looking forward to having about 400 people there at this event at the cana ballroom and what we are excited about is the funds that come into this are used to uh, do the programs of work because you may not know that food costs have gone up 33 oh, yes. percent it's amazing and so we have what's called congregate meals where people come daily to gather at the center so that they can have the networking and the actual closeness and building relationships with other people at the center so they're not so lonely and that's mm-hmm. one thing that covid showed everybody in this world is that the people that are in the aging community of which this is a huge percentage of our population in Kendall County Mm -hmm. that showed us and spotlighted the need for the uh, helping people with their loneliness and giving them interaction to keep them vibrant yes so how can people find out more about the center and about the upcoming event well we we do have a website it's uh, thecenterbernie.org Okay. okay, so that is the link. And then, of course, there's a wonderful team member named Jenny Settles who uh, is taking phone calls at 830-249-2114. That's right. 830-249-2114. As for Jenny, everybody knows her. <laughs> That's great. Well, Karen, it's been so much fun to have you on the show. Thank you. And to learn about Austin and Allie Thank and um your inspiration for what you're doing today. Thank you for having me. I love talking about it. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Dogs bring joy to us while seeking comfort from us. I ponder, would our lives be different if we thought of our life as bringing joy to God and then seeking comfort from Him? Just as our dogs do with us. Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on godandourdogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Godandourdogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers Team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers Team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers Team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers Team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.